I've got this out on purpose because if anyone wants to buy, <laughs> if anyone is interested in a, you know, we're an Australian podcast. If anyone's interested in a, uh, a Ben Simmons jersey. Do you have a suit in your, out the front with that? Did you ever practice? And with my with my basketball hoop, um, no, I did not. But I'm sure if I'd put it on, what were you gonna? What was the joke you were gonna oh, make? Oh, there's there's too many cheese on. <laughs> Welcome to the Bronxshire Basketball Show. I'm your host Nathan Callanan, and I'm joined by my co-host Jack Lynch. <laughs> we just looked at each other. It looked so synchronized. Then looked, did we? That uh, looked planned. It'd be good to see on the feedback. Anyway, Jack, mate, we're back. We are. It's been a few weeks. I sort of extended us there with our. Pre-season predictions, which turned into sort of uh, quarter-season predictions. Um, but we are back now, finally. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm good. I'm good. Life's good. Uh, negative negative COVID test. That's always a Oh, a right, plus. yes. Uh, Jack's um, had a couple of COVID tests the last couple of weeks. And then, uh, yeah, just, just working, watching basketball and... That's it, mate. ...putting up with your antics. That's it. <laughs> uh, since we last spoke, there's been, of course, <laughs> quite a lot happening. <laughs> there's been 20 games of the season. <laughs> there's been a lot happening, but... Let's start off with uh, absolute favourite of the show. If you're if you're you know day one person of this show, you know that I love Dave Yeager, and we've got some like Dave Yeager news everywhere at the moment. So first off, um, Dave Yeager is taking time away from the 76ers. He's the assistant coach under Doc Rivers um, to do chemotherapy because he's got cancer in the the neck and the head. So uh, good luck to him and best wishes. So that's that sort of disheartened me a little bit. It's- Surprising news when I saw it. Yeah. Just don't expect it, but no, fingers crossed. And he's in good hands and anyway. Yeah, and he um he recorded a Woj pod like before he told the team. And so it sort of all came out and I listened to his story and of course, you know, he recorded the the Woj pod to sort of get the voice out there and sort of you know, the team heard it from him and then the world heard it from him and he's trying to, you know, he said he's very lucky they got onto it early. So all, well, it seems all good signs, and hopefully he makes, a, of course, a full well, recovery. I shouldn't make jokes, but what happens What happens at Philly? Anytime you get a first-round draft pick, <laughs> they get injured. Now you get a good coach, and this happens. That's right. Yeah, no, he is a very good coach. Talking about Dave Yeager, Luke Walton. So Dave Yeager got fired and for the Sacramento Kings, and then Luke Walton, I can't believe, got hired, and he was on for, what has it been, two, three seasons? He's third, I think. Yep. Anyway, finally fired. And I was thinking about this. Alvin Gentry, when Doc Rivers was signing up for the Sixers, um, I'm pretty sure Doc Rivers wanted Al- uh, Alvin Gentry to come from the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, I reckon Gentry has pulled this move perfectly. I reckon he went to the Kings as assistant because he saw that Luke Walton was the <laughs> yeah, most likely. Everyone knew that Luke Walton was getting fired. Uh, genius. I mean, I clicked. To, and so Alvin Gentry is now taking over the Kings. And similar to the era of Dave Yeager in Sacramento, they played like lightning pace. Up, down, no defense. The Pelicans under Gentry did the same thing. So anyone who liked the Kings of three years ago, whatever it was, when they were scoring like 140 points a game. I know, I loved watching them. They should probably be back. <laughs> they scored a lot. <laughs> they had a lot scored on them. That's right. <laughs> and, in, uh, and in better news, in Alvin Gentry's first game as coach for the Kings, uh, the Sixers win, went in there without Joel and beat them. So That sums up the Kings. Tyrese Maxey. Oh, Did uh, you see that um, Luke Walton has the second best winning record for any Kings coach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. That sums up the franchise. Oh, that's terrible. 
Um, I saw, I believe, Shams or someone else uh, reported the other day that MPJ could miss the rest of the season mm. with a nerve issue. And he's um, got the bag as well. Mm, he did. So, um, I don't know. That's scary because, of course, it's scary for him on health reasons. But if you're a Nuggets fan, I said this last time we talked, if they had Murray, if they had Murray fit and healthy, and they had, um, of course, MPJ, and then you've got Jokic who's actually doing better than last season. Which is ridiculous, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I would have them as pretty much the top favourites in in the West with Kawhi Clippers, and Kawhi's out as well. Poor Jokic, man. Like, mm, you got okay. So your approach. Do you yet start to think about MPJ's? Um, Injury issues as a young player. If you are Denver, a hundred percent. As in, they were thinking about not trading him yet, of course. But like, you've s- got to be planning, getting it not in your mind. Yeah, obviously, like nothing's really come out in terms of the severity of it. We just know that there's an issue, and that's all we know so far. Yeah. But you've just offered him how many mil? How yeah. many years? You've already got Jamal Murray out. In a normal situation, if if it was. You know, if Murray was healthy and it happened to MPJ, you'd be like, all right, this sucks, but we can deal with it. With both stars out and there's no sort of certainty on what Murray will be like when he returns, this just accelerates the process of, all right, if we do need to make trades, what do we do? And I'm sure the GMs now are looking into it being like, all right, what are options if worst case scenario? What are options best case scenario? And sort of planning from that, which you shouldn't be doing, you know, year one of a, a long-term contract, but they took the risk. They knew the risk. Yeah. Um, and here we are. If you're the Sixers, this just came to me. If you're the Sixers, would you trade Ben for MPJ right now? You should be asking me this. If you're Philly, mm. I'd say yes. Purely because Ben's not going to play anyway. You're not going to get a better return, I don't think, than MPJ. You take the risk on his health. Yeah. If you're... If you're Denver, you'd say no to that. Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I was the Sixers. And I was going to make this point now going back to assessing what Denver should, their mindset should be. They only stumbled upon MPJ because he was injured in the draft, like badly. So he slid. Slid to 14th, was it? Um, And their rise was a bit more slower because Jokic and Murray have been a more, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a... They matured into their positions. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a, very. It wasn't just like they jumped on the scene, yeah. um, Tatum and Brown sort of esque first year, and just went to the conference finals. Jokic has slowly every year, and Murray, his consistency every year has gotten better and better. So they stumbled upon this awesome player. They, it's, kudos to them as well. Great drafting, great scouting, um, but the age gap is different. The age sort of timing is different, and you can say the same thing about. I always uh, talking about Joel, you know, making a trade with Ben and all that sort of stuff. People talked about Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard. We're waiting for those to ask out. Yeah, and I've said a lot of times. Everyone wants Dame because, of course, it'd be such a great fit. I've said a lot of times, Beal is either same age as Embiid or one year older than Embiid, and um, I would sort of prioritise going to get Beal because of that reason. Dame is 31 or 32. They're not that dissimilar players either. No, that's right. Dame's got this... I mean, Dame's done a lot more in the postseason and has this sort of like persona about him where Mm. everyone expects him to do well in the postseason. But they're both elite scorers. 
yep. both shoot the ball so well from deep. If you're Philly, it's really a nil-sum game getting Dame over. Yeah, that's it. So, anyway, so it will be interesting with MPJ and what happens from here but and also Philly. Um, I do have here Ben Simmons' mental health. Oh, oh, sorry. More important. The most important news at the moment in basketball. Iman Shumpert. <laughs> <laughs> Iman Shumpert becomes the first former NBA player to win Dancing with the Stars. It's a, it's a great day for NBA fans. <laughs> what, what, what do we do? Do we stand up? Do we clap? Anyway. Do you reckon <laughs> he ranks this higher than his NBA championship? <laughs> well... No, <laughs> I was going to think about it for a second. Anyway, um, uh, so Ben Simmons, let's just do it quick because we've got a lot to get through today and there's Fuck not <laughs> there's not really a lot of stuff going on, but the mental health card, which they've, Rich Paul and Ben have played. Okay, I'm going to- sure s- Rich Paul was dating Adele? I did not know that. I found that out today. Don't that quote it, me on this because I might be that, wrong, that's gotta be the, but I'm pretty sure they're dating. That's got to be the weirdest combo yeah. ever. Jesus. Um, no, you're throwing me now. Um, Ben Simmons' mental health card. At the end of the day, you have to take mental health seriously. Mm -hmm. I take it seriously. You take it seriously. Anyone with, uh, you know, a heart and just smarts about them takes it seriously. However, let's put, let's just, you know, wrap that up and place it there. It is possible to play the mental health card. Yeah. Um, I think it was Mark Spears reported earlier this summer and i know things can change i grant that as well but that ben, that ben's mental health he's in a beautiful place with his mental health and now i didn't i didn't even think of them playing the mental. i didn't think that they were going to do it i didn't it wasn't even a, something that i knew that they were sort of capable of but wow this is now i'm getting more and more scared i said last time we talked that I'm only going to get scared around the trade deadline because we can't possibly go to the playoffs with Ben Simmons on our team. It's just, look at the situation. We can't possibly. But now the mental health, you can't push a mental health. The Sixers yeah. have no power against mental health. They can't poke at it because it's a, you know, it's a very touchy, fragile subject. Um, any sort of quick thoughts about the Ben Simmons situation at the moment? I don't know if I said this to you recently off air, but I said it to someone and... From the outside looking in, looking at the way that he played against Atlanta in the in the second round last year, obviously his confidence was completely gone. Whether it was just a confidence issue or whether it was something underlying, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that, but there was something up there. Whether now, and maybe he was in denial about some you know, underlying mental health issues or not, who knows, but to pull that card now either means... Like you said, the reports from from you know the summer in America, yeah. Either he was lying to his team, which that happens. People, if they if they are going through something, they might be lying to themselves. They might not even be aware of it. But to pull that card now without actually going to sit, like he hasn't seen the the we didn't want to see the psychologist at Philadelphia or anything like that. So he did everything he could not to yep. help himself in that situation, and now he's playing it, but still refusing to see anyone about it. Yeah. To me, that seems like an excuse, but. I don't want to yeah, speculate. You don't want to yeah. even say it because, because we're the bad guys if you yeah. go too hard on the, you know. But Philadelphia tried to hook him up with their That's right. psychiatrist and by all reports, he was turning those meetings down. So outside looking in, he's not doing himself any favours. There might be something serious. There might not be, but like I said, we don't want to speculate. Is that your phone? Buzzing? That is my phone. 
Thanks, Mum. She's trying to call me. Uh, anyway, Ben Simmons, uh, it's a very touchy situation. It's There's no real updates right now, so let's just bloody move on, mate. Um, anyway, the standings are... The NBA, I came up with this before. <laughs> you think too much. <laughs> off, the, off the podcast, I said to you before, um, I came up with this. I'm only one man because of all the work I'm doing with the Bronx. And then, and then what did you say to me? You said... Uh, you said, I'm not sure I came up with that saying. <laughs> I, I know. Said, I, I can guarantee you definitely didn't come up no, with that I saying. I know I didn't come up with this. And I know I didn't come up with this, but here's what I'm saying. The NBA is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> well like, said, mate. Well said. I feel like a, a real mum here. Just <laughs> cliche after cliche. That's right. Anyway, so the NBA is all over the place. The Bucks started off with no players. The Sixers, no Ben. We were rolling, and then COVID struck the Sixers. No Tobias, no Matisse, no Isaiah Joe, no Joel. Um, the Lakers, no LeBron, and we're finding out he's their whole team. Uh, the Celtics, no Jalen. Uh, you go and name it all. Like, even Vooch has missed a few games for the rolling Bulls. Uh, there's only, like, uh, to be honest. Who's healthy? The Warriors, other than Clay, But even he's not in, so, like... Yeah. And sorry, the Jazz, <laughs> the Jazz have been mostly healthy. Um, it's yeah, and then the Nuggets. Everything's just crazy. Um, <laughs> Orlando, <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> anyway, so let's uh, talk about one new thing this year in the in the league. Just a quick one. Let's just touch on it, even though I have highlighted here in green. Um, <laughs> physicality in the league. The league uh, changed the rules this year that they don't w- specifically they don't want anyone jumping in an unnatural motion to then yeah. you know get some contact you know that classic sideways jump. However, in that same statement or in one of the statements I read, one of these officials from the NBA actually said these words: "We're trying to even up the balance between the in brackets advantageous balance on offense and defense," and you can see that. Yeah. And in every sport, you know, we start off with some new rules at the start of the season and then we see if they really hang on in the middle. Ref, of the refs s- always call them so hard initially. That's right. Um, well, calling them hard in this case is just letting everything go. Everyone, you Maybe it's got a lot to do with, you know, the classic, the Olympics being, you know, in the off season, that sort of always sparks. How much better was the Olympic basketball? That's right. And that, and I think and every, that sparks a conversation every four that's years. That's right. It always sparks a conversation. It definitely did this off season, and I think the NBA has tried to emulate that and make it a little. Let things go. There's so much being letting, even just the little things. And if you let, you know, little, little by little thing go, every niggle, every bump, you know, the game and the mindset of the players just overall gets a bit more chippy. agitated. Yeah, yeah. A bit agitated, a bit more chippy. And uh, talking about Chippy, we've had uh, Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert do the tango. We had uh, <laughs> we had um, LeBron James suspended for the first time ever. He was ejected for whacking Isaiah Stewart, and we'll get specifically into that in a second. And there was another Jokic. fight. Jokic and bloody... Um, One of the Morrises. Whatever ones it may be. Yes. Um, what would you do in Jokic's situation? Would you go do what he did? Look, I can see why he did. Are you a retaliator? No, I'm, 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 not, not, I'm not. I'm not at all. I can see why he did, especially with whichever Morris's was record. Yeah. Um, they've done some, between the two of them, they've done some dirty shit. And because there's two of them, <laughs> it's amplified twice yeah. as much. Yeah. Um, and I hate that 
run across the court. And I hate take fouls anyway. Yeah. But knee on knee contact intentionally, and I think it was a hundred percent intentionally. Mm. You can see why he was yeah, so yeah. frustrated. Like I'm not, I'm not a retaliator, but he's a big guy. Yeah. Like as you just said, those weird injuries or those weird moments, knee on knee or whatever, just sort of getting under someone, mm. um, can result in the worst injuries. Can define a career. That's so. right. Um, so. Yeah, I would have been pretty pissed off. And did you see the photo of the Heat players waiting in the... Yeah, that was the oh, funniest thing. You know how I always say Jimmy Butler is a fake tough guy? <laughs> and I hate this whole Heat mentality and how they're tough. Oh, and heat culture. Heat culture. But the whole him yelling at Jokic being like, let's go outside. Yeah. While they're still on the court is the fakest thing about everyone. If there was a fight with all the players in the NBA, Jokic would win. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind. He's the biggest and the strongest player. Maybe Stephen Adams. Maybe Joel. No, Jokic would beat the fuck out of Joel. No, bro. But have you, and then the, did you see the photo of Jokic's brothers at the game? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're bigger than he is. Yeah, that's right. But like Jimmy Butler barking at him, knowing nothing is going to happen, mm. doing the fake hold me back thing. Yeah. Oh. And then the photo of them in the room. Was, oh, the no. photo, bro. <laughs> you're all hundred millionaires. Grow the fuck up. Any and for any sport, you know. So we talked about. I asked you if you're a retaliator. So in my time of playing, you know, local sport, especially in the the older age, you know, you so you would have had basketball tonight. You have to pay to play the game. Yeah. You know, it's just a domestic league, whatever. You have to pay to play the game. Whenever someone has ever tried to start me, I, I say those words. I know. It's, I know for a lot of people who come off, you know, like a bitch, whatever. I just say, bro, we're pa- I'm, I'm paying to be here. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go, man. Let's play. Let's fucking play. Like I'm not. If you wanna, and some people go. This is getting too much into local leagues. Some people go to local basketball or local whatever sport just to just to let off steam. And they're there to fight. And I just think, why don't you just go box? You know, go do some sort of fighting. Anyway, the same goes. It's not the, it's, um, we're not the same pay grade, but it's (laughs) the same sort of idea. You guys are hundred millionaires. Are you really going to, you know, sort of go to jail? What, what? what are four guys going to do? Say Jokic went then, there's no security. <laughs> are right. they going to beat him until he's dead? No, they would just like t- talk to him. <laughs> they would have <laughs> yelled at him. Are they going to beat him until he's dead? Uh, uh, like, no, uh, and ask yourself anytime you're going to fight someone, what are you, what's your actual intentions? I'm, I'm too mature for that shit. Um, anyway, so LeBron, quickly. Yeah. If you're an Australian, you'll get this. Sorry if you're not. My, you saw the LeBron thing mm-hmm. inside and out. Mm-hmm. My... My diagnosis on the LeBron um, hit on Isaiah Stewart yesterday or whatever day it was, Brayshaw, Gaff, footy players, AFL footy players. The way I said that, so it was Andrew Brayshaw, Andrew Gaff, or is it Angus? Is Angus Melbourne? Angus is Melbourne. So is it Andrew Brayshaw? Andy Andy Brayshaw, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Sorry, non-AFL fans. Anyway, here's what happened. In footy... It's a very uh, rough sport. Um, you know, you do a bit of niggling. Same in basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way I interpreted that was that Andrew Gaff swung around and he swung around with a straight arm. That's not that's not someone who's wanting to punch someone in the face. He swung around and then he gave him what I call a get away, you know, a fuck off punch. Yeah. You know, and he's meaning it for the chest. It just so happened that Brayshaw's head was sort of, and his body was lower at that moment. And the straight arm just broke his jaw. I'm surprised that you're going to say this. And I think that LeBron, I'm not a LeBron lover. I'm a little bit of the opposite, but I'm, I think that LeBron, they were tussling. 
and Isaiah Stewart's head was down and he's just like, it was on purpose. He's like, fucking get away from me, get up, fuck off. And he even knew, but I reckon he's either looking for a shoulder or he's looking for air. He's like, just, you know, flail of the arms, get the fuck off me. I'm so surprised. And then, um, <laughs> and then Isaiah Stewart's eye just happens yeah. to be there. Bang, huge thing, whatever. And I'm not defending LeBron. If you just look at it, he's even though he does look back, it's at the last second. It's just a get off me throw. Are you different? No, I'm 100% the same. That's yeah. why I'm surprised. I thought you'd be like, LeBron's dirty. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, no, 100%. Um, if you play basketball, you've done that before. Someone's yep. boxing you out, being overly aggressive, and it's just trying to chop the, chop the arm off. Yep. The way you described it per- was perfect in terms of Isaiah Stewart was a lot lower. Yep. And especially if you look at the contact, and this is the issue as well, slow motion replays don't help anyone. And everyone's like, LeBron was looking at him. But if you watch it and fast forward, or not fast, in like normal yeah. speed, it was just a one motion yeah. swing back. It's just a get off. Um, but the actual moment where he hit, you see LeBron's hands open, his fingers like grip the lip. That's not intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not trying to hit him in the face. It was reckless, mm. but it wasn't dirty. Yeah. Um, and you see his first reaction was to put his hand out. Yeah. Um, and then... Isaiah Stewart going nuts was hilarious. Yeah, but that was that was disgraceful. Yeah, it was. He's like, well, twenty years old. Yeah, so obviously I feel the same. Not as, not as mature, but the the whole like, yeah, I'm calm, 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 and then go again, and then running into the tunnel. I that was worse. I than understand. The you know, we all understand if you've ever played sport, you're hot. You're literally yeah. your temperature gets even hotter when you've been badly hurt. You you want to bloody hurt someone back. Um, but as, as you said, the moment he starts walking back, like Just he's got to he's got to know by that moment. Okay, you can't push off your trainers. That's right. Do you like, see DeAndre Jordan playing defense? <laughs> <though>? <laughs> Best defense he's played uh, all year. Oh my gosh. Anyway, my question to you is a couple of questions, quick ones. Will this because of all this? Will the NBA's get tighter again as the season goes on? And I guess second question is, um, is all this? Better for the game, every just the physicality, and then pepper in a little bit of sprinkle, a little bit of fights, or you like it as as it was last season. I get my hope is that it stays the same, and the players adjust. Yeah. Like I'm so even still, I'm watching like Tatum for example, still looking for calls every game. Yeah, that he would have got last year that doesn't get this year, and it's like, come on, you've played 18 games now this season, you got to know those calls just aren't there anymore. Yeah. You got to stop going to the ref. So hopefully that is where the adjustment comes in terms of the players now understand what is and what isn't a foul and they're less frustrated with the refs and with each other. Will the NBA wait for the players to adjust? Probably not. It wouldn't and it's like what we said before, they the refs overcorrect everything initially. Like do you remember when they brought brought in the um delay of game warning if you touch the ball after yep. you score? Yeah. And they called it for everything. Even if you pass the ball back to the they just do it strict to begin with. Yep. And at the moment, they're letting letting the boys play, which is good. And it's really fun to watch. But I wouldn't be surprised if slowly as the season progresses, more fouls will be called, more free throws, more advanced offensive player. But hopefully not as bad as it has been for the last you know, four or five years. Yep. All right. Well, we've got a lot to get through. We've got a big segment coming up. So I'm just going to skip through a few things here and just give you the main questions. Main question number one, the Warriors. They're doing great. Clay's got to come back. My quick assessment while asking you the question is that um, they're doing great, but Murray's out, MPJ's out, um, Kawhi's out, Portland are shit, Lucas started badly, uh, the Jazz are the Jazz, who knows with them. 
Phoenix are... Suns are hot. Suns are on 13 wins, but their best win in that run was probably against like Memphis, I think I saw. You check those 13 yeah, wins. So 11, 11 in a row. 13 in a row. Is it? 13 in a row. Yeah. Well, in a Played row. Dallas twice, both without Luka. You look at all those wins. Sorry, Suns fans. I've got a Suns t-shirt. <laughs> that makes you a fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, you got to admit. Anyway, they have a good side. My question is, are the Golden State Warriors, who are red hot to start the season, where would you realistically, with people having to come back, but also not coming back, like maybe Kawhi might not be back, yeah. can you see the Warriors realistically entering the playoffs as being named championship favorites or one of No. 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 I would still put healthy Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I'd put, and that's Does even, that include Kyrie? No. No. I think a healthy Brooklyn. pretty much gone. Um, I'd say a healthy Milwaukee. And the reason... The first... like, just it, the, the example is going to give me going back for Brooklyn to last year, but we saw what happens when you rely on role players, and that was Joe Harris last year, and he shot 8% from a three or whatever yeah. it was in the playoffs. Um, obviously, with... Clay Thompson is coming back. But if you look at the Warriors right now, Steph is playing out of his mind. But we do know in the playoffs when the pressure's on and defense gets a bit more physical and you've got more time to prepare your defense yep. around one guy, That's his right. playoff numbers drop. Unfortunately, it's and one guy. I can't see Draymond. He does have a good playoff record. You know, that 33-point game he had in Game 7 of the finals, uh, 2016. But I can't see Jordan Poole playing well. Yep. I can't see Andrew Wiggins playing well. Andre Iguodala <laughs> is well past his use by date, but that's the. I think at this current stage, it'll be easier to stop the Warriors than it would be to stop Giannis and the Bucks, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, they're more well-rounded teams. What about making the finals? Um, making the. What about even like first off, making the Western Conference Finals? Two teams left in the West. I would say yes. Yeah, but I'm not 100 percent confident. Um, the Lakers are second favorite for the championship still and a lot is going wrong with them right now mm. but a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD is still one of the best duos if not the best duo in the league and I know you're smirking because you can't stand there to <laughs> AD uh, but AD has got more 30 point games than anyone else in the competition at the moment mm-hmm. equal, with, uh, equal with KD um, 2020 they won the championship together pretty comfortably in the end 2021, they were up 2-1 before AD did his groin against the Suns, who ended up making the finals. When they're healthy, and I know the roster has changed a lot since then, when they're healthy, I haven't seen them being beaten yet. Yeah, And that's why there's always that, and it's LeBron. It's hard to bet when against LeBron's LeBron. LeBron's healthy, yeah. It's hard to bet against LeBron at this stage in his career because how many times has he proven yeah. us wrong? So I don't want to rule them out yet. Yep. The Suns... We Sounds don't really jazz. know what they're capable of. The Jazz still haven't got over that hump, but this could potentially be the year. They're playing well like they always do. They're just sort of squeezed by without much Hassan attention. Whiteside's playing well. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside is playing well, relatively right. And I just want to say to them, so, like, did you not see what the Clippers did to Rudy Gobert last yeah. season? I don't know why they traded him Whiteside. Um, favors for Whiteside. I know they picked up um, Pascal, but... Um, anyway, we'll see with the Jazz. They're always nice. They're number one offensive rated at the moment. 
my little responses to, you know, first the Warriors and transitioning to Lakers talk is um, Steph is amazing. Yeah. He's the, Stephen Curry is the best thing to watch in all of sports. And I would go near all time. He, he's got to be top something he's all so time. so much fun. He's unbelievably fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. Um, he's averaging uh, 28 points per game, 41% from three on 13 attempts. <laughs> Ridiculous. Some people say, why doesn't he shoot it 20 times? And I... Um, he uh, honestly should. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, got a couple of notes. Jordan Poole, good. The best of Wiggins is here. As yeah. in, it's, he's just sitting around his average, but it's still good, whatever. Gary Payton II has uh, found a spark. Small ball center. He's averaging 1.4 steals per game and uh, six points off the bench, which is his best production in any team. He's 29 now. I don't think that the Warriors... Sorry, I love the Warriors, but I don't think that the Warriors can be labeled as... Um, we'll see what we'll see what happens with Clay. This yeah. is pre-Clay, and assuming that Clay is going to be very far from his best because of it's just unbelievable injuries. I don't think that you could possibly label the Warriors a favorite to even get out of the second round mm. because it's just in the playoffs personnel matters, you know, Death. and they just have to lock down Steph. We'll see what happens. I know they're coached well and they're moving offense, but. Steph's off-ball movement does sort of counteract that, but mm. we've seen it time and time again. We're in the playoffs. If you focus on him, you've got to make... They make someone else beat you. That's right. And the Warriors have been traditionally good enough to do that. It's undoubtable. Every single team tightens up in the offense. Every single and like, player. You, you look at their you know, the championship year before, and even the year where they lost before KD got there, but you had Leandro Barbosa stepping up and like people like that that were still playing great I minutes. Mean, Sean Livingston wasn't yeah. that far off finals MVP. Yep. Um, Iggy was a lot better then. Um, David West. Yep. They had a lot more senior players that played a sp- specific role and their ceiling might not have been as high individually, right. but their floor was a lot higher as well. Yep. Whereas someone like Jordan Poole, I can see him going like two for nine yep. in the conference finals. Yep. Everyone tightens up in the playoffs. Talking about the Lakers, okay? So, I said last time we spoke, and then I made a little snippet of it um, uh, for TikTok and that, you know, that I I really don't like Westbrook. I've said it a million times. If you know the show, you know that. Watch the games, Lakers fans that killed me for that snippet. Watch the goddamn Lakers games. And it's been a good time without um, LeBron. I came up with another term, JL. Here we go. (laughs) Good player money. (laughs) <laughs> the Lakers traded uh, three, four players, which amounts up to good player money. Yeah. And they spent it, traded it in for Westbrook. He's on there, you know, of course, LeBron and AD are on the maxes. But then you got your, you could call, I don't know. I don't think he's on the mid-level. He might be. But he's, he's on, on 44 mil. Is he? Yeah. Oh, then I've totally stuffed it up. He's on the max as well. He's on 44 mil. 44 mil. Did you not see the the thing after the Boston game? Imagine if I knew that. When Den- did you see the thing where Dennis Schroeder scored whatever he did against the Lakers? That, I didn't think the 44 mil was per year. I thought it was like a cross <laughs> I think it's per year. I think it's on 44 this year. Yeah. All right. You look it up and I'll just keep going about how, <laughs> how shit they are. We have seen when LeBron has been out, um, Westbrook... He, um, okay, I think he deserved his MVP. I think that AD was great in New Orleans. I think that AD was good in that first season with LeBron. But if LeBron's not there to steer the ship, these two are bloody, may as well be overboard. Is he getting paid 44 mil per year? 
$44,211,146. Hey, wait till next year. You're... P- $47. <laughs> you are paying Russell Westbrook $44 million. Uh, any Laker fan... And the jokes are coming out. You know, Laker fans are hating him. Oh, I'm the bad guy for hating him before it came. This guy has passed it. Whatever, in any way you want to defend him, he used to be good. But when he throws the ball... I said this last time. <laughs> when he shoots the ball, uh, it's a nightmare. When he takes control and, and goes crazy with the offense, it's a nightmare. I won't keep going. With AD, when there's no LeBron and there's no, you know... Oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> we'll keep going through it. There's no LeBron. Has so it, it hasn't been our show, has it? <laughs> no, it hasn't. Um, when there's no LeBron, AD... At once upon a time, you know, some people like he might end up winning the MVP one day. I don't see him in that class at all anymore. At no, like, not MVP territory. He is, my number one word for AD is timid. When he is not with LeBron and they're just not dominating, if it's up to AD, he's so timid and, you know, he's starting to lose his shot. He's starting to lose his His shot was never that good. In the bubble it was he was on. Yeah. But he's shooting as well. Like, but it's one of the best things about him. His mid-range game has always been below average. Yeah, but especially his three-point shot I was mainly yeah. talking about. He's like, oh, he's gone with the three-point shot now. Anyway, you're a big man. Another thing is he doesn't like playing center. We've always known about that. Um, you're, you're taller than me right now. I mean, I know I'm leaning down, but anyway. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, anyway, AD's, AD's too timid. Um, I don't think... I don't know with the Lakers. I've said this before. I think if they make the finals, it's going to because be because Murray and Kawhi are out, slash MPJ now. Um, unfortunately for the Suns, obviously to make the finals, he's still going to be one of the best teams in the West. But you know what I mean. Considering they're a LeBron AD, three max players team. Yeah. They've stifled their team by getting Westbrook. AD is not... Now, I'm not going to say he's not worth the max, but he's not... Um, He's not as good as I thought he was. I don't know how other people feel right now, but he's I not think, as good as I thought, I thought he was. I was going to say I think the issue is that the, the, the role of the big man's changed, but it's been like that for a while. But you look at the big men that do dominate the league and they can all pass the ball. And AD is an okay passer. But if you look at Jokic, he can run the offense. Whereas if LeBron's not on the court, you can't let AD run the offense. No. And you don't have anyone that can facilitate and get AD the ball. And that's why Rondo was great, you know, two years ago, because that's what he did when LeBron would check out of the game. Rondo would come in during, like, the bubble especially. Like, he found AD on that many alley-oop passes. And I think that's just the way the big man works now, is that unless you can pass the ball and facilitate and handle the ball really well, you don't have a massive job on offense if you can't successfully run the pick and roll with someone. Yeah. Or just crash offensive rebounds. Yeah. Or... And like the post-up game's dead. And that's why you find him go through periods where he just doesn't impact the game because someone needs to get him the ball first. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, with the Lakers, I just don't know. But I've got to tell you, I'm loving it. You know, as I said, everyone knows I, I hate Westbrook and I'm, I hate the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never, you know, sort of uh, one-eyed against them or whatever. But um, I hate both of them. And it's my... When he went down, I was so happy because I knew he was going to do this. It didn't look good from the outside. Oh. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony, though. Have you seen this guy? Um, 
off the bench, only when he's coming off the bench. If, you, if When they've started him, he's been a bit shit. But when he comes off the bench, I feel like I haven't seen Carmelo Anthony like this basically since New York. The, the threes that he's hitting... It might just be the eye test. You know, I'm not a big stats man. I haven't even looked at his stats. He could be at 20%, but, man, he's just bombing away. And it's good to see a player. Anyway, Carmelo Anthony, let's let's go. Let's move on. What what time have we got? Oh, shit, we've been going for a while. We've been going for a good half an hour, I reckon that is. All right, we've got to get straight into it. So on this week's segment, JL, I think this might be one of the first one we've done of these. But uh, we're doing top five... Um, current one and oh, top five. No, sorry, top ten. I was going to say, oh, top, top ten. ten. Sorry, top ten current one NBA team players. So they've only played for one NBA team. Is the gist, and it's at their their current peak, not not their overall career. It's no, their, where they right now, in. really, who you picking? You know, so you know, over like an eighteen order. month sort of sample size. Yeah, That's whatever you want. Good. Anyway. We've both gone and, um, you know, sort of secretly, is that a, is that a mature enough word? Um, I'll pay it. <laughs> we've both gone and uh, come up with our top 10 and we both don't know each other's. How are we going to trade them off? Are we going one for one sort of thing? Yeah, one for one. All right. So I'll, I'll kick us off. So my number 10, and I'll say my honorable mentions. I've got three honorable mentions at the end. My number 10... Also, for our um, listeners, we are on YouTube. This may not be as satisfying just via audio. There's some beautiful graphics that I would have made for the show. <laughs> so check us out on YouTube. Anyway, have a listen. Here we go. My number 10, one team player in the NBA is Devin Booker. Wait, what about your honorable mentions that you said you were going to do? No, I'll do it at the end. Okay. Who's your number Mine, 10? Mine, I had pretty much a tie and I've bumped... This player out, and it's Carl Anthony Towns. You, oh, you bumped, I bumped him out. To, wait, to 10? No, to 11th. Oh, so you're saying... So I'm just saying how close this is. Okay, 11 right. is Cat. Number 10 is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown? Knew this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. You can't wear a Celtics. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, who do you... Wait, we'll go through it, but I genuinely thought long and hard about this. And it was between Cat and Jalen. And their stats in the last two years, obviously it's so hard to compare a wing and a centre, but their points per game's pretty much identical. Jalen facilitates the ball better and his defence is 10 times what Cat's is. But right now... If I'm, if I'm starting a team for one season only, I would pick Jalen Brown on my team over Carl Anthony Towns. I just uh, I just think you're underrating him because of Minnesota. I don't you're think the one who said you're the one who said pre-season that Carl Anthony Towns is going to get probably all NBA. I was thinking about this today. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. All right, and I'll just reveal my number nine. It's Cat, right? Yeah. My number nine is Carl Anthony Towns. I was thinking today if Carl Anthony Towns was on a better team, I don't come on, I can't be bothered coming up with it. But if his whole career until now, take out the COVID times and the injury times, if he was on a, a fighting team mm. for like top playoffs, he would be so much more highly regarded. And his stats would drop. And I, you know, you know, I actually like. But I'm he not would trying be to the be, main, he'd be the center. But what I 
My, I'm getting to that point now, and it happens with every every good young player. It gets to this point. Why aren't they winning? And I've given him the benefit of the doubt for ages, and I said this preseason. And then you look at the way he's playing this year. He looks disinterested. He's putting up stats, but like, how many times have we seen Ant with the ball? But wouldn't you and be disinterested if you had D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards as your best players? No knock. They're to, playing so well. Like, not not no no knock to Ant, but they're not going like, anywhere. No, exactly, but. If he's the heart and soul of the team, if that was Embiid in that situation. Mm. Embiid would be screaming for the ball, would be getting in their faces, making sure they're winning games, essentially. Yeah. Jokic would be doing the same thing. Yeah. But Any big man, and I'm comparing to probably the two best bigs in the league. We'll hear right about now. those two later. But <laughs> I just don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to improve much than what he is. And that's okay. He's a very good player. But you wanted me to say the best 10 right now. And if I'm in the playoffs, I would take Jalen Brown on a team. And especially because wings are more valuable in the playoffs anyway. So if Carl I would Anthony take Jalen Brown over Carl Anthony Towns. So if Carl Anthony Towns had either was on, for example, the Warriors or... No, sorry. That's a bad example. They're the best. Yeah. Um, but if Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns was, was in some great team with three shooters and prime Draymond or prime Ben Simmons... But he's not. No, but but if he was, this is what I'm saying. I, got, I copped it last week for this as well with the soccer boys. Circumst- they say I always talk mm. about circumstantial. If you put Carl Anthony Towns with the right settings, he's a very abnormal center. You say, I talked about timid. You sort of alluded to he's a bit timid. He might look timid because he's not a big basher down below, but he, he's the best shooter ever, you said, as, yeah. as a center. I would love I would love to see him and Ben, uh, him and ben together, for example. He's a more he's a more dominant force than Jalen Brown. He's averaging twenty three points per game. <sighs> anyway, and I, I think his his peak's better than Brown's peak was. As it wait, sorry, Cat's uh, averaging twenty three now. Twenty three point seven, I think. Oh, he's he, but that's forget the start of the season. You know he's a he's a walking twenty and twenty six or twenty seven and twelve. Last year he averaged twenty four points per game. Well, he's big break. You you so you, look, the, I know I, I like Cat, but. If I'm going, and I'm just talking playoffs only because that's where make or break the best players. Yep. I, and I stand by this, I would prefer a talented wing that scores the ball, can defend and can facilitate over a big man with defensive issues. All right. <laughs> We've we got to move on. <laughs> well, so my number nine is Cap. My number 10 was Booker. Your number 10 was Jalen Brown. My number nine is Booker. Your number nine is Booker. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I was sort of thinking you're not going to have Booker in there. Um, okay, yeah, that's all right. I'm good with that. There's not much to talk about there. Devin Booker. There's a few names that I've left out that I wonder if you're going to have in and there. It, it, the, from like 8 to probably 12 was so tight. It really wasn't yeah. much. And yeah. that's like you said, yep. circumstantial on basing off what I've seen in the postseason, right. what I've seen in big games. That's right. Um, all right, so... Your number nine was Booker. My, my number eight, and surely you're not far off this, is Jason Tatum. Anyway, so my number eight is Jason Tatum. Go. What's your number mine eight? Mine was Donovan Mitchell. Well, I did, I'm just going to say it. I didn't have Donovan Mitchell in there. Did you forget about him? Or? No. He's one of my honorable mentions. Like I said, big game player. In the playoffs, it was so. My how number, many times he got fifty in the playoffs? My my 
See, I think uh, so. It goes back to we haven't seen Cat in the playoffs, so you mm. wonder why, why I don't know, I, I've got Cat but not Donovan Mitchell. Because he can't get his team into the playoffs. <laughs> no, he hasn't had a good team. He's a bloody good player. He's a very good offensive player, but yeah. how many are? Um, I believe that if Cat on a good team, and I'm very fine with you know imagining, <laughs> you know, I know that. It was very hard for me to not put Donovan Mitchell in. It was the fight between Mitchell and Booker, and there's a couple other names I'll mention. Um, but the reason why is that as good as he's been, it's, it's okay, so talking back to what we know, what we've seen, it's the Jazz in general. The Jazz haven't elevated in the playoffs. That's right. But Donovan he, Mitchell does every year. He does so well, but... It doesn't feel good. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good because, and it's it's Rudy's fault, right? Rudy's um, uh, mobility in the playoffs yeah. is bad. But I don't. It just. And also, then you can't deny that Donovan Mitchell. Everyone has their flaws. He can sometimes be, you know, a bit of a hog, a bit of a. He's not that great with the facilitating. He's getting better. Um, he can have a lot of games where if the lid's on the basket for him, just like a lot of shooters, then it's really on the basket and their sort of channel the offense through him isn't facilitating. It's just lids on the basket and nothing's happening. It sounds crazy for a guy that shoots a million times, and but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a scorer more than anything else. And when, when it's not going in for him, it's not going in. So I didn't have Donovan Mitchell. You had him at eight. Well, I've just realized I've forgotten someone. <laughs> that I would have definitely put in there and I've completely forgotten about him. So this might slide everyone else down. I'm trying to think where I'd put him now and I reckon I'd probably put him about now anyway. So this might be a good opportunity. At to number seven. So I had number eight as Tatum. You had eight, eight as, as Mitchell. Mitchell. Who's at number seven? Well, should I do what I've got or what I'm now thinking? I'll do both. I'll do both. because How can it. you do both? I don't know. But I'm going to have to plug in the guy that I forgot and okay. slide everyone else down. The guy that I forgot is Jamal Murray. Yeah, see, he's one of my honourable mentions. I completely forgot, just due to injury, but he would have made it for me. Jamal Murray was one of my honourable mentions, just like Mitchell. What we saw in the bubble, of course, um, was amazing. However, then he came back out the next last season before the injury, and it was still spotty. Mm. It was still spotty Murray. It has been for a while, but I'd still pop him in He's, there. I know these guys are big in the playoffs. They've shown, especially in the bubble, but I don't know. I feel like we haven't got that, okay, huge tick with Jamal Murray. We know what he does at his peak. But cons- the consistency The consistency still lacks. still lacks. So for me, it was consistency plus injury. I Honorable mention. My, I left him out. My actual number seven. Mm-hmm. Was Damien Lillard. Okay, not far off mine. And I think, and as I said before, from 7 to 13 is pretty much, it's so close. Yep. But also it feels like from 5 to 7 for me so close as well. Um, the reason I did slide Lillard down from I initially had him in like 5, mm-hmm. purely for defensive reasons. Yep, he's terrible um, defender, shocking. And as I mentioned earlier in the pod, he's had these great, Playoff series where he's incredible and he's so notable, like, you know, the, the buzzer beaters. Yeah. But that series he had against New Orleans was terrible. Yep. He's had He has had series where he has been locked down and actually hasn't scored that well. I think the the series where they did beat OKC in five 
and he hit that buzzer beater over Paul George. He was actually playing pretty average, average the whole time. Yeah, CJ McCollum really stepped up. So he ha- not a one trick pony. I won't say anything like that because we know he can dominate games, yep. and we know that it is he easy to hide a subpar defensively uh, guard defensively, but. Yep. I just couldn't get him into that top five no. purely because of that. Yeah, there's a bit of a cutoff, yeah, soon for me. Like, where it, yeah. It there really there. is a tier where it. Yeah. So, my number. So, that was your number seven? Yeah. Yeah. So, my number seven is Bradley Beal. I didn't even mention him. You don't have him? No. Nah. You don't have Bradley Beal? I don't have Bradley Beal. Don't say. Don't repeat what I'm saying. Get to the answers. Why don't you have Bradley Beal? I've got him over Dame Lil. Uh, no, sorry, no, I don't. I haven't mentioned Dame yet. Anyway, <laughs> I've got him over you. No. Anyway, go. Sorry. I. You don't have Bradley Beal. He was nearly scoring champion last year. I know. But to me, it's been a bit of a flash in the pan. He's older than the other guys that I've got in this list, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if I'm moving forward for one season only, I wouldn't have him. Again, the, the defensive issues for me. Um, I mentioned already he's not that dissimilar to Lillard, but doesn't facilitate. No, the no, ball hold as on. Well. He's a good defender. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. Oh man, what? You don't have Brad. Like you think that um, Bradley Beal is not over Jalen Brown? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Sticking by it. No way. And Bradley Beal is not over. Who the hell else did you have? Um, Mitchell? Who else did you have? Donovan Mitchell. Who was your nine and eight? Booker. Bradley Bill's over Booker. I don't think he is. I, I didn't think you'd put Booker in. I thought Booker was going to be the I one like, I was going to have to fight you on. And I've heavily gone for players that have won. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... I know. When, when Bradley Bill did have postseason success, it was when John Ball was the best player. Can I, sorry, let me just stop you there. That's right. Um, but that he was still up oh, and yeah, coming. Without a doubt. You know. um, before we got into the segment, you said Bradley Beal and Damian yeah, Lillard. And as I said before, Damian is still a class above, but there's not that much of dissimilarity in the way they score mm. the ball. But Lillard's facilitating is without a doubt better than Beal's. Yeah, yeah, of course. Beal is not and a like facilitator. And like I said, I've never seen Beal do anything... In the postseason. Okay, but when he was in the postseason, it was still early on. Exactly. And then why hasn't he been there since? Because they've been shit. The teams. Have you seen who, who, uh, who, um, the team's who Bill's been, been playing with yeah. isn't that much of an upgrade to someone like Donovan Mitchell? Oh, are you joking? Bill playing on Washington compared to the raging Utah Jazz. The, the Jazz are great defensively. But yeah. offensively, they don't have that much. They don't have any options. I just said. I just. I just said before. Do you, do you want to take all this back? <laughs> I just said before they're leading the league in offensive rating, and yeah. they're and they're always bombing the threes now. Yeah. In Donovan Mitchell's like short career, the Jazz have been apart from the bubble. Like in these next two seasons, they're it's, killing it. He. It's a one man offense in Utah. It's, Where, it's driving kick. <laughs> no way. It is driving kick. Yeah, it is driving kick. But Donovan is the ISO. But he does the pick and they do heavy pick and roll with Rudy. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Bog- Bogdanovich yeah. and um, uh, who else? Royce O'Neal, whatever. They bomb away. The Wizards have had no such team. Are you, are you said, 
He said before he came on the show that he's having a case of the, the silly buggers. The you silly buggers today. <laughs> I'm telling you. No way. I mean, that point there, that the Washington and the Utah Jazz have been not that different. Look at Utah for the last... <laughs> Other than the last two years, going going back Didn't prior to that, first in the West last yeah. year. So go back prior two years. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell has able to elevate that team, whereas Bradley Beal's done nothing to elevate his team at all. How many times have they finished in the bottom four in the end? But his team is genuinely shitter. It is definitely shitter. Like a lot. Like no, no, not just. Let me go again. It's a lot <laughs> shitter. It's a lot shitter. Bertans is probably their best shooter, and he's no Joe Jingles, and he's very unreliable, as Washington Wizards <laughs> fans will tell you. Thomas Bryant's been injured. They're relying on um, kids, Advia and now um, Hachimura. <laughs> no, but if you go back, so for like two this years is... ago, for example, two years ago, yeah, before the Jazz had their, I know, before they surprised everyone and finished first in the West, everyone picked them to finish about between sixth yeah. and tenth in the West. Yes, in a stacked West, sixth and tenth, sixth and tenth. Mm. Two to three years ago, when it was Bradley Beal's team. The Wizards' expectations in the East were about six to tenth in the East, and they've not—they haven't got close to that. Yeah, I, that's what I'm like. In terms of expectations, they had similar expectations. Obviously, the mm. Jazz are playing in it for a, in a better system. They've got players that can do a bit more things. Quinn Snyder's a great coach, yeah. and they're much better defensively. But it's the fact that Bradley Beal's never once elevated his team, in my mind. He plays great basketball. I can't get there with you because I just think he's had such a bad team. I just never look at the Wizards. I, every year, you talked about, um, I can't remember who you said, Buddy Heald. You are saying yeah. how Buddy Heald's one of those guys always in trade rumors. Yeah. You mentioned Bradley Beal. The reason why everyone always puts Bradley Beal's <laughs> name in for a shit team. is because why is he staying there? <laughs> and it's a similar thing to Cat. Anyway, we've got to move on. So that's amazing. I've got Beal seventh. You've got what? Um, you seventh have- was Lillard. Lillard, okay. I've got Dame sixth. I have Embiid. Joel Embiid? Mm-hmm. Joel Hans Embiid? Yeah, that's the one. No, not serious. We're, in, we're stopping the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, you know, I've got him a lot higher than yeah. that. And I'm not biased, okay? <laughs> Joel Embiid, every single person, probably other than you, Says the words, if he was fully healthy for the whole year last year, he would have won the most valuable no way. player. Yes. No way. Do you want me to start a call-in service? Everyone says that. Who says that? Everyone. It was definitely a two-horse race. It was two-horse race, and Jokic was winning the entire time, and then Embiid went down, and Jokic was still better the whole time. No, Embiid had taken over by that. No, he hadn't. They went. You, you hate the Sixers. Oh. No way. No, bro. Come on. You know The whole time. Search your feelings. <laughs> Come on. You know. The whole time. If you... And Embiid's better than at least at, at least two of the players that are coming up. We've got to have the same similars. At least two of the players at their best and at his best, he is better than them. When I, when I say you're taking them for one season like you keep... But it's not at their best. It's their, them at their... What they are. And Embiid what they are. Embiid before the injury last season was as his all-time best. Yep. And I would take these players at their best. No. Over him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, he can't be... Sorry, we're changing it. Go, change it. Move him up. <laughs> All right. So you've got bloody Embiid sixth. Sixth. That's not real. All right. And I, I took in his health as well into this. Well, no. Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... Because it's not a, it's not a factor... 
It's not a factor. It is. Because the way I did it and the way I processed this whole list was if I'm going into the playoffs, mm. or if I'm starting a season and I had a clean slate of these players available to draft, yep. for one season only, this would be the order I'd take them in. And that was how I did it. And I had to factor in the fact that Embiid has a rich injury history. So you reckon if he, there was none of that, you would put him higher? Yeah. But well, then the I fact should've. that if you're going into a season... I'll know for next time. If you're going into a season... I know, but that, like, I would put, it's a good analogy you've said until yeah. now. Because when you're saying, with, like, all we've got on the graph... We can't see it now, but on the graphic above us on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> um, all that it says up there is top current NBA, one-team NBA players. One NBA team players. When you're talking about just top 10, you just talk about their what you believe is their current abilities at their best now. When I said that... Um, okay, so I'm going to reveal. I don't have Clay Thompson. He's a, he's a honorable... He's not an honorable mention, but after an Achilles and an ACL, mm-hmm. he would have been in this top 10. But, but after those things, I genuinely pr- believe and project him to not his abilities to not fit into this yeah. top 10. Agreed. Excuse me, top 10. Joel and you, you can't factor that in. You can't factor and that in. I also just put in the fact that his playoff success, he performs worse in the playoff than he that's, does in the postseason. We, in, we, the, in the regular season. That's Brett Brown and um But these are the Alton things I brand. These are the things I took into consideration, mm. as well as the fact that and this is all based off who would I pick if there was a draft. And I prefer I prefer wings. That's crazy. All right, let's keep going. We're going to be here all day, but I can't believe you've got Embiid there at six, five. Jason Tatum. <laughs> I knew this. I was waiting for this reaction. I can't believe. I but can't believe. What that. I said during the Lillard one, five to seven were pretty much an even swap for oh, me. Oh, what? You're not seriously. After last, was it last season when we wiped the floor with yours? You're not seriously saying to me that you think that Jason Tatum, first off, can be in this top five, but second off, is better than Embiid. Yep. No. I am taking Tatum over Embiid. All right, just for my mental health, without the injury thing one season, Mm -hmm. would Embiid be higher than Tatum? One season, I'd go Embiid with no injuries. Thank you. That's the the main point. Anyway, why is Jason Tatum above... um, (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, Who have you got five? I've got Doncic uh, Yeah, yeah. I had Tatum down in eighth, remember? <laughs> I'm thinking, where does Tatum fit in one? Tatum, he's lucky to be above Cat <laughs> um, He's a great player All right, Okay, here's, some, here's a projection for you mm-hmm. There's no more magic land in the in um, Bean City, Bean Town. Bean Town. There's no more magic uh, beans. There's no more magic beans in <laughs> Bean Town this year. James and the Beanstalk. Uh, Brad Stevens, the best tactical coach in the NBA, mm-hmm. is now just your GM. And Ime Udoka is a decent coach, I would say. Maybe we'll see. But not there's, told on, there's, not told on him yet. No, nah, there's no doubt that the recent. Success and just constantly consistent and always fighting and then at the top other than last season, I think only, is because of Brad Stevens. Yes, Jason Tatum was being great, but yes, Jalen Brown will be great, but you and any Boston fan could tell you that the personnel is not even around them mainly, has not actually been handled and is well and is that great. Um, 
you're going to see this season. Jason hey, Tatum, we- like all shooters and all scorers, he's mainly a scorer, can go through shooting slumps. He has yeah. been in one to start the season. Um, and he's out of it? Showing he, Yeah, he's he shot it. his way out of it. Um, he's... Nah. Brad Stevens goggles. I'm summing it up by saying Brad Stevens <laughs> goggles. And, you and, got- this is, and like I said before, seven, five to seven for me was so close. And it was the health. And I like wings better than centers if I'm going deep into the playoffs. I want, so then I want why the do I know that there's a center in your top whatever? Because I want, <laughs> I want the man in the ball. If they can handle the ball, that suits me. Okay. Let's go to... That is unbelievable. Embiid under Tatum. That's insane. Oh, that's insane. Um, okay, my number five is Doncic, yep. I said. Yeah. Um, Luka Doncic, say, is that too low or too high for you? I've got a number four, so. Okay, well, I was just going to say that Luka Doncic probably wins the MVP one day, if not multiple, if yep. not multiple finals MVPs. I predicted it to start this season that we'd see a more mature, more focused, mm. put the bad energy into the court, as in drive. Um, it's not. It's not happening. Literally just before we got onto recording, um, yes, they did win in overtime to the Clippers. That was very well done by them. And this time to find something in, with Porzingis, even though he's terrible defensively. Um, Which is so surprising given how he started in New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Doncic, he's... I think everyone's impatient with him. I, I'm getting there too. He's temper... We expected so many things so quickly. It's I, I, I just don't want to overrate him. I, you mm. don't want to overrate anyone. I don't want to overrate him and say he's there now. You know, some people be like, he's arguably the best player in the NBA or arguably, you know, just under KD in that. For me, he's not. Like, this is only a one-team list. Players that have been with one one NBA team, I've got to clarify, because Doncic has played pro um, at Real Madrid, I think it mm-hmm. was. Um, his temper, he's a little bit in- inefficient still for what he does, but he gets it done. I always, from the start of his career, I've likened him a lot to James Harden. Um, he's a lot like that. And James Harden can be inefficient, yeah. but still one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. So that's why I have him at, down at five. You got him at four? Four. Same story? The interchangeable five and four, really. Yep. It's like, as good as he's... I think we everyone gets excited when there's a young player that dominates. Mm-hmm. And he has improved a lot. I just thought of another player I left off this list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has improved quite a lot. Ridiculously amount. But you know when I'm making the snippets and it's going to yeah. end up you getting slammed. Yeah, I can't snip it in your. Uh, <laughs> I can't snip <laughs> it my asterisks. Is- I can't. Um, he. I think everyone expected the jump to be quicker yeah. and a higher jump. He's still incredible. We went from like, twenty points a game in his first year to twenty-seven in his second. But everyone gets impatient when it's, he's only in what, his fourth year. Yeah, third year, fourth year, something like. I think yeah. fourth. So maybe third. Yeah, everyone just. Is dying to see. Like, I called it last year be the youngest MVP. It didn't happen. Yep. He starts this year slowly. I still think it's going to be a while. All of us, and we're like, oh, he's not playing that well. He's probably not as good as we thought. Yeah. But it's like, nah, it's ultimately he is. It's just we rated him too high too quickly. We saw the potential, and now we've got to wait for it to actually unfold. I think it's all in the head for him. Mm. It's all the maturing. That's the word. You know, you can say whether it's his um, anger or his just his efficiency and shot selection. Yeah. Um, all in the maturity for me for for Doncic, he's not he's not higher than Embiid at the moment. Not at this moment. You're insane. You're bloody insane, mate. Number four, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Um, I said, I think last time we spoke, that if Giannis shoots 80% from the line, he's shooting 68%. Um, if he shoots 80% for the line, I would consider him in my like top five all time. He's doing all right. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know if the the percentage from the line's ever going to get to like no, a, a... He's never going to be a great shooter. Get, yeah, get to a point where he's really good, but he can be stopped. Um, whereas you shouldn't be able to be stopped if you're on Giannis. I don't know if that makes sense. But the way to stop Ben... I'll, sorry, I'll kick Ben out of the conversation now. But the way to stop Giannis, send him to the line. Hmm. You know, And most nights he's going to have but a shitty nine. Game a six. Night. 2021 finals. <laughs> Game six, 21, 21 finals. He was amazing. And if you can like sort of pick up to sort of always do that, then I'll put him much higher. But he's number four for me. Who's your number four? That was Luca. Oh, Luca. Number three for, for mine is Nikola Jokic. Oh, we agree here. How the hell can you... Uh, you said you forgot someone. Um, my number three is Jokic as well. I... This was tough for me. Mm-hmm. So just to get ahead of ourselves, I had Giannis at two. Okay. Um, and the only difference is was last year's playoffs. Jokic, you know I'm probably the biggest Jokic fan you that you know. Mm. But under the biggest pressure in in the NBA, he, Giannis dropped fifty in a finals clinching yep. win. You know, like I couldn't disrespect him. He earned that too. Jokic, on the other hand. He's head and shoulders above everyone else we've yeah. we've listed. Yeah, no, it's and not. <laughs> <laughs> and the um the gap between Giannis and Jokic is pretty much insignificant. Yeah, but Giannis earned that that jump at number two for me. Oh, Giannis is number two. Yeah. Oh shit! I I had Jokic at three. I kind of because we're getting like swapping we're swapping orders here. Um, I had Giannis at th- that at four and Jokic at three. You love Jokic. I do. But Giannis earned number two for me. Because of what he did. Yeah. Just because of, of what he did last year. Because of what he did. I'll give you Benefit that. Benefit of the doubt. That's, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's that's sort of why I put Booker in over Mitchell um, at number 10. Because he done that. He got to the finals. It was amazing. Um, my number two. Come on. Say it, say it for me. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, mate. He was, he's, he's better than Giannis at their, both their best. He is better than Giannis. Oh, you reckon? Yes. <laughs> because I don't count game six as Giannis's best. He did that like he does that once in a blue moon. Giannis's best is still sixty eight. Scores more, rebounds more. No, no, no. Assists no. more. I don't give a damn about He's that. He's probably a better defender. Yeah, you set up the wall. You set up the wall. We'll see what happens. <laughs> they did in the playoffs, and he he averaged thirty two points a game. No, no, no. You'll see. See, I look. Whatever it might be. No. At their best. And Giannis's game six can't be counted as his, and like that's consistent. not his average. That's yeah, not his that's, best, no. right? Because if it was, if he shot eighty percent from the line, Embiid shoots eighty percent from the line. If he did, he's got more than Embiid, um, other than the mid range, and he's just better, more dominant. But you can stop Giannis. You really can. The Phoenix. Phoenix Suns were in he's the won finals. two MVPs, a defensive player of the nah, year, nah, a finals nah. MVP, a nah, championship. I don't give, give a damn about all. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about accolades. Anything I don't care, by. I don't care about defenders. Um, the, um, uh, awards and shit like that. Um, Embiid at his best. We saw it last season, and I said to you, you ask anyone, 
If he didn't get injured, he was going to win the MVP. In You said that before, but all season long, like, Barcelona reference MVP tracker had Jokic. <laughs> NBA.com uh, MVP ladder had Jokic sorry, the whole time. Sorry, sorry. Well, let me say, he was going to win MVP according to the people that are... Uh, no, <laughs> no one they're looking According at. According to who? <laughs> you? No, right. Did, you never heard that once? You never heard that if Embiid didn't For go down? For the first like three weeks, it was <laughs> tight. <laughs> no. And then Jokic was above him the whole time. No. Once Embiid went down, that was it. Like yeah, last it was. year. But the door was already like, the door, no. was, the door was closing. It hadn't locked yet. Yeah. <laughs> it hadn't been locked, but the door was closed. It was Jokic's award. Anyway, Embiid's number two. Who did you forget? Did Trey you Young. Oh, right. No, all right. Well, I can say it right now. Trey Young, honorable mention for me. Would you? Would he have cracked a 10? He would have cracked my 10. No. I think he's better than... He's better than Jalen. He's probably... Yeah, sorry. He's better um, than Jalen. <laughs> and he, he's not better than Cat. You're not taking him over Cat. I probably would. Oh. Did you not see him against your 76ers in the postseason last year? If you give Cat that Hawks team and against the Sixers as well... But I don't have that. Nah, see, but like, you can keep am I the only one in this whole world? The soccer boys are the same. You am can I the only try and that plug people into these situations, but at the end of the day, Cat's never got to the playoffs, probably because he can't no, lead not, the team. not probably because. If you gave Cat Bogdanovich, um, uh, who else do they have? Uh, Gallinari. These are still better than Cat's ever had. Mm. Um, who else am I? I don't forgetting? think they're making the conference finals. Clint Capella, uh, in the in the East. Yeah. I reckon they are. If you put Cat instead of uh, Trey Young and then you put someone, you know, you have to do the replacing of the facilitation, blah, blah, blah. So a Clint Capella. Capella's out, yeah, Cat's so, in, and a yeah, point guard as good as Capella is. Work it out. So you give Cat that calibre team and I'm t- and in the East, nah. and I'm telling you, he does the same. Trey Young is good. Started terribly this season, so have the Hawks. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Trey Young, similar to Embiid, I'll give you that. And Harden um, previously. Um, his best, we're still yet to see Trey Young's best without manipulating the refs. You know what I'm saying? Very crafty, Trey Young. And the whole, I reckon a lot, I reckon he's one of the biggest reasons why the rules changed. Because it really looked ugly watching Trey Young dominate the game by doing that thing that Kemba Walker does it. it as well. I hate it. Where they stop. You know, running to the basket and then they stop and then someone behind them yeah, rolls over they, them. They come over the screen. That, and that's just how he got his whole production. Sorry, but he's not there yet for me. Um, number one. Number one. Both Steph, of us? Steph Curry. Put the phone, put the phone down. Steph Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry is the best player uh, that has only played for one team. He's not quite as good as KD. <laughs> but... He's, Do you still honestly think that? You think he's better than KD? Oh, 100%. Oh, this, no, is for, this is for another pod. Oh, Jack. Silly buggers. <laughs> you, wh- what do you mean? You'd pick Steph over, over KD? Oh. He's going to win his third MVP this season. So? <laughs> no, it's Kevin Durant. What did KD do before he joined those Warriors? Well, he made it to the finals. Yeah, what do you do in the finals? No, Steph Curry they won to LeBron. They had the best record of all time. They had won a championship. The game, even if you look at the stats when they did play together, the, the Warriors were so much better a, with Curry a, on the court. Here's than a take for you: I don't think the Warriors win any championships um, without KD. And in 2015, 
if Kyrie and Kevin Love don't go down. Is that not fair to say, Jack Lynch? You know that in your heart. The 2016 finals without KD was the most evenly matched finals I can remember. Well, other they, than like they, they smacked each other every game. Yeah. Um, like 2013, it was very was, good, but there's a reason why the highest, maybe the highest floor team, I'm bringing your words in, the highest floor team who had like three or two players for every position, who's done 73 and 9, still couldn't get the ring. It's because... What, what did KD do in those, those playoffs? He choked a 3-1 lead to the Warriors. Oh no no no! I know, but they had they still had they had Westbrook. You can't convince <laughs> no. you can't convince me when you got Westbrook. Westbrook and played you, better than KD in those in those elimination <laughs> games. Anyway, game okay, six. but okay, but still, like right now and overall, you are you taking? I, I genuinely and I'm a big believer in this. And like obviously, if it's a one on one, KD would win or anything like that. But Steph elevates his team more than KD can. KD is a go to scorer. You give him the ball when you want some baskets. Steph Curry. What about, what about before? Okay, so right now you take Steph off the Warriors and you put um, KD there. You send them into the playoffs as we talked about earlier in the pod. And we talked the about... The Warriors are better with Steph on the, on the floor. No. Have you seen how much space he gives everyone exactly else? Exactly what we talked about before. Playoff oh, time... you don't know basketball, man. Play, <laughs> <laughs> playoff time comes. You want... Yes. On that Warriors team now, mm-hmm. with uh, Jordan Poole as the second high scorer or Wiggins, you want... Steph makes everyone else so much better. I know, but Kevin, it's ISO ball in the playoffs. We we just said that. I don't care. Steph Curry <laughs> is better than Kevin Durant. Oh. Well, it's not meant to get into this. No. <laughs> I didn't realise that you felt so strongly. Oh, I've said this for years now. Oh. I don't think it's an unpopular d- opinion either. I think it would be. I think most people... It's always... Le- okay, just generalising... It's always KD and LeBron that's talked about as the best, you know, the best two players. And then you can't... So if I reckon now that if you went, you know, five years time, people say who were the best two players of the 2010s, mm-hmm. it's going to be LeBron and Curry. The only reason I would entertain, you know, me sitting around and hearing that, and I understand why people say that, is because Steph Curry is more memorable than Kevin Durant. He is more memorable. Just list, level with me with that. He isn't. He is, isn't he? He's one of the most fun things yeah. to watch, yeah, right? And he's, gener- uh, he's um, what did he do? Revol- revol- revolutionized the game. Revolutionized the game. He's going to have three MVPs to his name and three championships. I know, but Kevin Durant, especially now. So now specifically. Now specifically, Curry's definitely better. You like numbers. Kevin Durant's averaging more than um, Curry, That's okay. I believe. That's okay. Like, we're, 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 I'd still take Curry over. This is for another time, JL. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know that you... Yeah. Shit. What I was going to ask anyway, though, and this is a quick one, because we mm. did our best one-team players. Yes. Where would you rank Curry all-time? Off the top of your head. No, I can't do this because I find... And I'm a very... you know I know people like to just generalize, look at the numbers. I actually haven't watched... I've probably watched one or two, but I haven't watched a full game of like Magic and Kareem. So I don't well, know. Kareem played for two, two, two clubs. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, yeah. right. You mean one all time, team, one, one team, one yeah. team players? I guess. I mean, sorry. Same whole speech goes again. There's so many Lakers, so many um, Celtics that I've never actually sat down and watched a full game. People are different with the way they rate. Yeah, I can't give you that because I don't know. Because I might put Curry like first. I might put him. I might put him whatever because Jordan played for two teams. 
You you thought about this, didn't you? you I did, because this is what I thought you meant initially. Oh, okay. And I didn't actually put a list together. No. My initial thoughts were Magic and Bird. Mm. Kari would definitely be in there. Then I went to Carl Malone. Feels like. And then I went, like. and then I realized Carl Malone wouldn't be in there. No, he wouldn't. That stupid Lakers stint. Um, yeah. Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> so, one for one Will, for Will time. wouldn't be in there. No. Did Oscar Robertson play for more than one team? I feel like he did. Anyway. Yeah, he did. He played Milwaukee and what? The Rochester Kings, I think. Jerry West. Did he play for more than one team? No, he's like his whole time. Yeah, I've got to think about it. But Curry would be, like, I could just confidently say he'd be easily, like, top five. Um, probably top three easily. He could go down as a top ten player ever over KD. If that happens, it'll just be because... And I'll be, I will be happy for these things. It'll be because of what they did. But peak, peak of the powers. Let me ask you that question. Peak of the powers. Don't say it. No man. Oh, Steph's 2016 season. Steph can be stopped. And Steph's 2016 be season was better than any season. KD. I know. Okay, no, no, no. Forget season. You said peak of the powers. Okay, one game. One game. Game seven NBA finals. And yeah. we've seen Steph do that. Yeah. We've also seen KD choke 3-1 leads as well. So don't get me started on that. I know. But you... C- I'm taking Steph. Well, Steph is my favorite player ever. I don't want people to disregard that. I think I rate him quite highly. You know, I had a, Steph had a, is my favorite player ever. At work, we were talking this the other day. I'd take Steph over Kobe. I need to... Um, I've watched a lot of Kobe. I might get in trouble for that. But I... um, You would you would have watched more than him. Uh, more of him. I don't... That's he's another one. I I really want to watch like I don't, even like eighty two games of all the top seventy five players. I know that sounds crazy. You've probably done stuff like that. You've told me in the past that you've I've just watched a ridiculous amount of basketball. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Stupid amount. Well, that went for ages. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, JL. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, can't get can't get any further. <laughs> I won't be here next week. I forgot how much I hate talking basketball with you. Um, and I forgot how much I forget when I write lists to people. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to this episode of the Bronxshire Basketball Show. We're back. We, let's get in the rhythm, mate. I want you here next like week. Like Jason, Ch- Jason Tatum's shooting. We're going to be in a rhythm. The slump's gone. We're going to be back next week. We're going to put out another episode every week, of course. Come on. Um, uh, follow us on social media hit that follow button or the subscribe button notifications bell YouTube any podcast app you're on and JL I will speak argue to you argue with me week. very shortly <laughs> I will speak to you next week <laughs>